Hi again. Here's the last part of chapter nine on mergers and acquisitions. Now let's um, let's get back to the build, borrow, buy framework and talk about mergers and acquisitions. Mergers and acquisitions, it's basically acquiring or merging with another company and integrating all the activities and employees of this another company in your company's structure. M&As is mergers and acquisitions is the most costly and risky of all three strategies, build, buy, borrow, and should thus only be considered when it offers absolutely critical competitive advantages that cannot be achieved through building or borrowing. According to the statistics, almost 90% of acquisitions fail. It is far too early to know how the newer deals will work out, but these are the giant M&A failures in the history. In 2015, Microsoft wrote off 96% of the value of the handset business it had acquired from Nokia for $7.9 billion the previous year. Meanwhile, Google has unloaded for $2.9 billion um, the handset business it both from Motorola for $12.5 billion in 2012. Again, HP has written off $8.8 billion of its $11.1 billion autonomy acquisition. And in, 20, uh, and in 2011, News Corporation sold MySpace for a mere $35 million after acquiring it for $580 million just six years earlier. So even in the case that the framework leads you to buy or make an M&A deal, you need to think for a while. Is resource gap that I can possess when I acquire this company is overpriced in the strategic factor markets for companies? If you think that the value would be higher than this price, no problem, but it's not sufficient. You need also a clear integration map in mind and high employee motivation to make the deal successful. If you can't answer these questions positively, don't make an M&A deal and enter the 90% failure statistic. So what is an integration map? You ask these questions and make a plan for effectively merging with the other company. Which of other firms' resources will fill your resource gap? Will they create synergies with your existing resources? What are the overlapping resources that I can sell in factor markets? Can I sell them profitably? And how long will this integration take? Another issue with merging with another company is the human resource integration. You may lose the key employees during the integration process. They may be, there may be differences between the two companies who merge in terms of the incentive systems and organizational culture-related elements. And these may reduce the motivation of key people from both companies. M&As are like, like marriage, marriage of two companies. It always is difficult to merge two, mat two mature lives, huh? Thinking about these possibilities, you also need to have a plan to keep these people in. The high M&A failure rates shall not discourage you, though. These are, there are also success stories. Apple's purchase of Next in 1997 has become the greatest accumulation of shareholder value 
in corporate uh, history. Next was a software company founded by Steve Jobs after he, after he left Apple along with several co-workers. The next acquisition also brought Steve, back, Steve Jobs back into the, um, into the fold at Apple. But at the time of the acquisition, experts were not in an agreement. Even in an article published in Fortune magazine, the columnist was very clear on how wrong it was for Apple to acquire Next. That's why I say there is no rules or right and wrong answers in this class. Even people who call themselves an expert in something may have huge mistakes. Like the Fortune magazine author, there is another acquisition that people are in different views. Um, I uploaded the article on Blackboard and it's about Disney's acquisition of Pixar. I would like to hear your comments on whether it was a good deal for Disney or not. Why are MAs so risky and do they mostly fail? According to the HBR article, the answer is simple. Companies are so focused on things that they would take from the acquired company that they neglect things that they would give to the acquired company. But in the end, isn't these two companies a single company after the acquisition? If you cannot give anything to your husband or wife in a marriage, the marriage would unsurprisingly be failure. According to the HBR article, an acquirer can give these three things to the acquired company. Provide growth capital, transfer its valuable skills, and share its valuable resources. Let's start with the first one, creating value or providing growth capital. So um, creating value by being a better investor works well in countries with less developed capital markets and is part of the great success of Indian conglomerates such as Tata Group. They acquire smaller companies or startups and fund their growth in a way that the Indian capital market doesn't. But even in developed countries, being a better investor or providing growth capital can create value. In new, fast-growing industries, which experience considerable competitive uncertainty, investors that understand their domain can bring value to the industry. In the virtual reality space, for example, app developers were confident that Oculus would be a successful new platform after Facebook acquired it because they were certain that Facebook would provide the, the requisite resources. So they developed apps for it, which in turn increased the platform's chances of success. An acquirer can also materially improve the performance of an acquisition by transferring a specific skill, asset, or capability to it directly possibly through the redeployment of specific employees. The skill should be critical to competitive advantage and more highly developed in the acquirer than in the acquisition. A historical example is Pepsi-Cola's transfer to uh, Frito-Lay um, after, after the two merged. The distribution and logistics skills of Pepsi was key to competitive success in the snack category. The fourth way is for the acquirer to share rather than transfer a capability or an asset. 
Here, the acquiring company doesn't move employees or reassign assets. It merely makes them available. Procter & Gamble, for example, shares a powerful brand with Crest. Finally, we will talk about Kraft's acquisition of Cadbury to assess whether it was a give or take mode. <laughs> 